Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Something Super Spiritual. I want to start off by saying we have somebody, a total breath of of bright white light with us today. Derek Jameson, I discovered you through a friend who had a session with you that just blew her mind energetically. And uh, I was like, I got to talk to this guy. Um, So she got us hooked up. We've been playing phone tag for about three months now. And and here we are. And I'm so glad that you're with me. I, let me read. Let me read your little bio first, because there's so much in this. Um. So you guys, Derek Jameson is a spiritual coach, a QHHT past life regression practitioner and musician based out of Los Angeles, California. He merges a history in entertainment and fitness with spirituality to assist people along their awakening path. With a focus on consciousness and human potential, Derek aims to activate the power within all who seek a deeper understanding of life's mysteries. Yes. More, please. Derek, welcome <laughs> to Something Super Spiritual. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so excited. My, I feel activated already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's so there are so many directions to go to with you and your work and your story and and who you are and where where you're what you're doing. You're doing so many things. Uh talk to me about well, has has spirituality always been on the forefront of your mind? Like as a child, were you talking to dead loved ones, spirits, seeing things? Uh, I think, yes, but I forgot. And um, my it wasn't until I finally fully came out and told my mom, I was like, this is what's happening. Like there's angels and archangels and beings and all of these things happening. And I can't be afraid of it. I have to just be open with you and honest. She said, well, you actually used to talk to people when you were a kid and we were going to go get you help. <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> But she said we were going, to, and I was like, you mean you've been sitting on this for this long? And because I had no idea. But also, I think that when we go into a place of fear, when certain things happen that create a fear response in us, we our brain does that protective mechanism and shuts yeah. that part down. And I became very fearful of that when I was a kid, because I knew how real it was. And I think it was around... When I was in middle school, we had a metaphysical store at the end of our street in San Jose. I'm from San Jose, like Los Gatos, Campbell, like, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it was really beautiful there, really nice. And we had a metaphysical store right at the end of the street. Right next to it was a card store, but I always wanted to go into the metaphysical store. I didn't understand what it meant to me because it was in junior high. But I would go in there and I would just be like, oh, my gosh, I just I don't even want to read these books. I just want to be in this. Yeah. energy in this space oh, yeah. uh-huh 
So, but I shut it all off because fearful things happen. And when I was a teenager, I worked at Paramount's Great America, which is a theme park in Northern California. And I worked at Halloween event. Someone taught us how to read tarot cards like and palm reading. And I was just like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds cool. But when I, when I did that, it was so innate and natural in me that I could pick up on information for everybody that was waiting. But imagine at a Halloween event where people want to be scared and have fear and that's how they enter it and having a line of people. Well, I took on all of their, their spirits, all of their stuff and I would have nightmares and nightmares and nightmares. So I shut it off as a teenager and it, it just channeled through me through music after that until I welcomely opened it back up. And then here we are. How long have you been working with it actively then? Like proactively working? Uh, proactively, I've opened it back. Uh, I was playing music in Dallas um, for a singer. I was playing the piano for her. And we went to a museum. When was this? It was the Dallas like Contemporary Museum. And they had ancient Greek stuff in there. And I was like, oh, I got to go see it. And so when I went over there, my body tightened up. My heart squeezed. I couldn't breathe. And I was looking at fourth century gold from ancient Greece. And I was like, something's happening. Something's happening. And the friend I was playing for, she's a big, um, big artist in the dance scene, like all the big festivals. And she goes, we've been friends since we were 18 because we were characters together at the theme park. And she goes, this stuff has always happened to you. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like everything in that moment flashed. Every weird, cool spiritual synchronistic it was like doo, 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 doo. it was like the download i needed to step into it so then i think that was 2016 maybe 2016 um i think somewhere right in there somewhere 2016 17 and then i said okay i got this i got the calling as you know sister mary clarence was talking about in sister act the calling and i was like oh yeah the calling yes that's what i think about i got the calling and I said, okay, I will step into this, but it must be from light. It must be from angels. I am ready in the ways that you all think that I'm ready. And from the moment I said, I am ready, it was like the floodgates opened and it was a like, okay, now you got boot camp. And like, it was wild every single day. I just, I just everything. Chill. I just got chills. Yeah. You said all that because it, it, that's the truth. When you say okay, it, it it's true. Boot camp hits you in the face, and it's and you're off. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was like, I was like, oh look, a spirit friend, and then I'd be like, cool, that's who I'm gonna work with. Cool, they looked awesome. And then the next day would be a new one, and then the next day a new one, and then the next day, and then the next day, and then the apartment that I lived in in West Hollywood, as we took talked about earlier had a portal in it that I wasn't aware of. And the only reason that I know is because my partner's best friend at the time, her boyfriend lived in the same exact apartment and we didn't know until after. And he was part of the dark arts and dark magic. Mm. And so there was a portal open and my ex messages me, he went through a coma, my ex messages me. And as since he had his coma and came out of it, his psychic abilities were like blasted open. He's like, there's something, there's an opening there's a tear in your room, in your house, where your dog goes. He likes to go there. You'll know because he likes to go there. And he was like, he's like, there's an opening. And I was all, yeah, I know. Because whatever that opening is brings anything and everything into my space. But 
I know that it was all part of my development and my boot camp. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Wow. I love it when things like that happen. You know, I mean, yeah. for, through a friend, through a friend, through a friend, coming, circling back, and then like the the synchronicities, just wow. It was pretty powerful. And I was like, see, I'm, I'm meant to be in this space right now. And when, when I was ready, I sealed it up. I worked with it. I sealed it up. I, I had to do a lot of, and I had to learn a lot in the moment of how to handle challenging spiritual energies. And I'm talking about from, you know, darker polarized energies to um, beings that are not from this world and all of everything in between. It was like, you have to learn on the job kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I went for it and that's where I developed really cool skills. And without it, I wouldn't be able to be where I am. So thank you. You know? Yeah. Thank you more, please. Yeah. I, I totally get that. And and it, it's true. This, this work comes with, well, it's all on the job training, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, you can sit in a, in a classroom, you know, and you can read all the books all day long, but yeah, those experiences, those mystical experiences cannot be, cannot be fully processed on your insides without truly experiencing them. And the magic in all of that, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. You know, speaking of that whole darker um, side, you know, I had an experience, uh, I, I opened up dirt with Reiki. So I became attuned to the Reiki in 2006. And so the side effect for me is it just ignited all the spiritual senses over that weekend, like kablam. And, you know, so I really thought I was losing my mind. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. I was sensing things, seeing things, hearing things. The, my dreams took a, an entirely new level. And I've always been a very vivid dreamer. Um. And, you know, my Reiki master walked me through it, you know, and got me started back then. So, I mean, and, and that's amazing. But um, um, during one of my Reiki treatments, I was working on this guy who, you know, I, I don't know what he was, if he was diagnosed with anything, you know, but I think that he had mental challenges. I think that he might have struggled with maybe, you know, like the, those big diagnoses like like bipolar or or borderline personality or schizophrenia, you know, something like that. Um, a real sweetheart, and and I loved the guy, but I was working on, on him one day and, I, you know, I was, I was at his head, my hands over over this part of his, over his head, and, and all of a sudden, you know, my eyes are closed and all of a sudden it was like a rubber band snapped that was the energy and that was the sound that I heard. It was like that snap. And all of a sudden there was a black figure with red eyes standing right next to me, staring at me so mad. I mean, just mad. Like, how dare you? It felt like this. How dare you invade my space? And and how now look at what we, and, and I was like in that flash second. And I don't know where, who, who instilled this in me. Nobody said, and when this happens, call on so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. It just happened. And suddenly I called on Archangel Michael to come take him to his most right and perfect place. It, whatever they, I don't know their pronouns, but I knew that they were unhappy pronouns. And, 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 and it was gone, but, but when it happened, like, he jolted his body jolted when that rubber band 
snapped, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, and I wasn't afraid. It was just like, it just kind of, it was, was what it was. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've had like, um, so in past life regression work, it's a deep state. So QHHT is quantum healing hypnosis technique. So it's a deeper level than just like, if I, there's other, all kinds of past life regression work. Yeah. This one I chose specifically because of the level of healing physically, emotionally, mentally, spirit, all the levels, all yes. your bodies. Yep. Yep. Um, and so I've had a few sessions that where not only was there energy there that shows up, but the energy would channel through the person. This didn't, this does not happen often, but it has happened where I'll be with somebody and they'll resist whatever they are seeing. And then an entity will channel through them because their field is so open because they are in a deep state. It doesn't create fear in me just the same way that you were saying that there was no fear for you. I'm like, yeah, we hold the, we hold the fort. We see the grander perspective. We're able to create that energetic container right. where I'm just like, I've seen too many beings dealt with too many things to have a fear around those things. It's more of an annoyance than anything, right? Like, oh my gosh, here we go again. And so this, I mean, I've had multiple experiences, but one being came through and just breathe, like breathed into the guy. He was like, he took a huge breath and then he like sighed it out. He was like, like that. And I was like, okay, somebody else is here. And I was like, who's this? And they explained, they were like, I am not this and I am not that. You cannot put a label. You cannot put a name. I am very, I am very ancient. It is, I am just, I just am. And this being started channeling through is obviously darker polarized, but there wasn't a sense of fear. There was a sense of, of deeper, darker wisdom. And so they explained about how we have, you know, this, this entity explained how we have the darkness and light within us. We have the angel, the demon. We are both. And we have to be aware that we have both and then make choices based upon that total awareness. Yes. And he explained that in this particular situation, the person that I was regressing didn't want to see what they were seeing. So the guy kept jumping out because he didn't want to know that he had done dark things to people in another lifetime. So every time the, the, the higher beings were showing him, you have to see this, he would jump out into another life to go experience something else. And finally, that's when that being came through and be like, he doesn't want to see this. He doesn't want to know that he had done this. But I said, okay, well, we're gonna, we have to access that part or he's going to for, keep going. And we're here. We're not doing this for nothing. So it's time we go back into that space. And he did end up having to look at it and face that part of himself where he did dark things. And that was a wild situation, a wild session because it being, you know, his field was so open. He was so trusting with me yeah. that the entity could come through and into and work through his field to like make this happen. And that's not the first time it's happened. So it's very interesting. I don't have fear around it. I just ask that everything goes back to where it came and I clear the space and, you know, do yeah. the, all the magics. So how did that affect him moving forward then after awareness and acknowledgement? Um, afterwards, they, you know, a lot of people come out of experiences like that and they're like, they're trying to unpack it all in the moment. And I'm like, you're not going to be able to do that. You need to listen to your recording when you take it home and, and then really sit with it. 
because it's going to come in layers over the years. So I never expect somebody to just, just get it right away. Yeah. However, he understood what the message was and he knew that he was, he doesn't want to see that part. And that's where a lot of his anger comes from suppressing oh, that sure. part. And he was, cause he would be angry about a lot of things. And so he acknowledged it. And the moment that someone says, Oh, this is, they, they sit in that safe space with you and they can be honest about the situation in that moment. That's the activation. That's the new start. That's the new beginning, but they have to water that tree. Yeah. And so that's where it comes down to. And that, that guy held on to a lot of anger for a while. He recently came back around to me a few, like a month ago, and he acknowledged all that anger and said, I would take that out on you because I was in this place. And I'm like, I know it's okay. I know your process. Like, I don't take it personally. It's not, but nothing is about me. Yeah. So you had to get the awareness and then you had to really love into it and massage love into that whole experience so that you can actually love all parts of yourself. And now you're here. Yeah. So beautiful. That is <laughs> so beautifully said mm. uh, to massage love into that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that gave me chills. It's just, it, mm. it's it, that's, you know, this doing the work. Doing the work is really, really hard work. It is yeah. acknowledging that, which we, you know, have been, well, programmed to turn away from, you know, and not acknowledge that darkness on our inside. And for him to have that awareness of his anger and where it was being placed and why, only to recognize you know, that it really wasn't you. It was just, you know, him on his insides, just going splat for a minute. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you being there to take it on for him in the moment, you know, knowing it wasn't about you. That's just, yeah, that's, that's healing. That's a healer. I think that's why I can work with a lot of people is because I, I will, and I, and I remind people of this, I'm like, okay, you're going to tell me these things, even friends or close people. And I say, okay, I was like, you know, I'm not going to see it from down there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the grander design and picture. I mean, everything I study is about unity consciousness and higher levels of st states of consciousness. So I'm not going to approach it from down there when you tell me something. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to scan way back and see this bigger thing. So anytime people go through things, I go, oh, that is coming forward so that they can love into that and alchemize it. You know, and I just see that every time with people. And, and I think that that's, also why people will come to me for just advice or sessions, you know, for whatever it is. And that's also what I try to do in music is like access the human experience, but then also scan back at the same exact time so we can look at the grander design. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you brought up your QHHT. I love Dolores Cannon, by the way. Um, oh, Dodo. I call her Dodo. <laughs> oh, Dodo. Oh, I love that. Uh, so when did Dolores come online with you then? Like, was that, was that, was that your like initial step into this world or did it start with reading tarot and then, you know, one thing leads to another? Well, okay. So the tarot stuff happened a long time ago and I was very connected to ancient Egypt and I just knew, I mean, when, and when Stargate came out, my body vibrated oh. at the theater and I, when the Akhenaten, because people don't understand that that mask is the Akhenaten face and they don't explain that. They just say, here's the mask opening of the thing. Nah, 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 nah. 
And so when I rewatch it, I'm like, that's that's Akhenaten. There's a whole thing going on with this. It activated my timelines in connection with Akhenaten. I've been to Egypt twice. So I was in Egypt on, on 9-11. I was at the Temple of Sobek when the planes hit here. And I was literally at the, the Temple of Deep-Seated Fears when 9-11 happened and I was 19. And... Um, and then I went back in 2019 to go back. And that's when I went into Tutankhamun's tomb and I came out vibrating again. I'm like, okay, I get, it. I have this connection with the Akhenaten and Tutankhamun and uh, that whole, that whole situation. And I knew that I have these deeper connections, but it wasn't until I said I was ready. Like that time when I said, I'm ready, let's see it. That I was drawn to go to an Akashic Records meditation at Liberate, which is now closed in Hollywood. And I went to that just going, okay, well, let's just see what happens. And the first thing, it was a light meditation. A light meditation for me, I saw immediately. The first thing it scans down as soon as we end up in that space is I see this like body. I don't see her face, but I see her body because I'm looking down at my body. And I was just like, oh. And I saw these slender, beautiful, light, delicate fingers. And I was just like, oh, this is actually happening. Okay, don't question it. Just go with it. Just go with it because you'll, you'll, you'll block the whole thing. And then I was seeing myself at the Nile River. I was, I was hot. I was a hot ass Egyptian girl. <laughs> and I was like, damn, she is fine. And so I was at the, I was at the baby blessing at the Nile River. I was at the temples. I was at all of the things. And then it says, like, go see where you live. And then I'm looking and I was like, what is this rickety old place? Like it had an old table, not like the palace tables that I was seeing in the visions. And I was just like, what is it? And I see an old man. At the end of the table, it was a longer table, an old man with bald hair just kind of eating like this. And but that ended up being, that grandpa was my grandma in the Japanese side in this lifetime. It's the same dynamic, but it was my grandpa in that lifetime, which is also explaining why she had the more masculine kind of impulse in this lifetime. And she was the only one in my family that I had seen in that whole experience. And so I was like, wait, why was I in an old rickety house in a shackalack next to like over here when I was at the temples, I was like, I'm a temple girl. And <laughs> it was, and then I, so I asked, I forget how I went, found this information, but they explained, the spirits explained that yes, you were a seer for the Royals and you were at, and you would be invited to all of the things you were part of the temple. You were part of the palace, but you lived next to, in like, a, in like a smaller house. So when I was in Egypt in 2019, we were by the Saqqara pyramids and the guide was walking and she kept saying words like frequency or the people are ready now. And I was like, oh, she knows. Okay, I'm gonna talk to her. I said, hey, you know, what, what, you know, where did the, the, the psychics and the seers and the people who were helping the temples, there's a spirit up there. Um, I keep looking up there because I can see a spirit friend up there. And I said, um, hello. And I said um, to her, where did the seers be? Like, where did they live? And she goes, oh, they live next to the palace. They live, they live next to it in like a smaller house. And that's all. I turned to my partner. And I was like, dude, that's exactly what I saw. Like, 
it's true. Okay, it's validated by me asking where did they live? What was their conditions? So that whole awareness set me on the path of past lives, knowing that I've done this in another lifetime, that I was part of this, which by the way, the Pharaoh in that lifetime is now one of my very good friends who's a very well-known shaman in this lifetime. Oh. And yes, I'm telling you the way things come back around and is insane. My partner was a guard in that lifetime as well. And that's why also my shaman friend really trusts this person that oh I'm with. Gosh. It is so wild how things layer in over time, but that's really how it set off. And I was like, okay. And then that person that led that was part of QHHT as a practitioner. So I explored it. I was like, this is it. Everything in my being says I'm supposed to do this. And that's what I did. And I went to Hawaii and we did the practicals there in Kona. And I mean, from the first session I did, it was game on yeah. wild experiences so it's much so awesome i mean it you know to look back at these experiences through this spiritual awareness you know as it starts and and it hits us the way that it did for you you know all those 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 deep knowings about the the with how egypt touched you you know it's just it's so cool synchronicity permeates everything all the time and and to have that to have that antenna up and and experience that magic is just it's just it's everything you know it's just it's the validation the synchronization the i mean it's just it's amazing and i love how the you recognize that the people in your life where they were back then so when you became a uh, practitioner with the QHHT. I imagine that all of that started to clear up even more, like like through your experiences of, well, I suppose practicing with it and experiencing what it is to go under and then what it is to actually facilitate. And yeah, talk a little bit about that. Um, that the, Doing QHHT, and if people have a desire to learn how to do that, I recommend it because now, even if you don't practice it, as a career, what it does is it opens up these channels of your own Akashic records and you start downloading your own abilities. Every time you do it, you gain a new like elevation in consciousness. You gain new information about truths from other realms, lifetimes, realities, and you, you, the person's receiving a deep healing, but so are you. And, and you're receiving a DNA activation of those dormant codes within you that with every single person and every single person you do, it's also a soulmate of some sort. And so that's why they find you. That's why you have connections with this person. And so when you do that, you're activating that timeline. And sometimes the thing that they're experiencing, you're the person that they that's the other character or the thing, which is why the healing has to happen with you too. And I've noticed that, and I will get the information when I'm, because I'm open now that when my field is open like that and a person's in and I get information and they're speaking, I was like, I was there. Oh my gosh, that's me. But they won't know. They can't know that it was me, but I know it was me. And then other people are experiencing, like, for example, there's a, a healer who makes these incredible mala beads 
And she went in and saw the Atlantean timeline immediately. And she was wailing, crying in her in her regression because she was like, you tried to stop us. You tried to do, you tried. And they'll flat out be like, you were there. And they were like, you, we didn't listen. We, we didn't listen. You tried to warn us. You tried to tell us that this was going to happen, but we didn't listen. And so in the moment they're wailing and crying or pulling that information forward, they're also healing it. Yeah. And I get to try again, almost, you know what I mean? My soul or my soul fragments in this Derek embodiment get to try and help again, whether yeah. or not they listen is going to be up to them. But, and some of them don't, some of them choose, I've had some people to choose self-serving paths. And then I also have to deal with the guilt of that. Like I, if I activate somebody and then they choose I can't be responsible for that. Right. So you have so many different levels of what QHHT can do for you and for others mm -hmm. and how it awakens your own Akashic record information, DNA activation. And sometimes a person is so deep that during this um, segment towards the end, they are bringing forward a uh, higher energy. And sometimes the message is for you. Sometimes the message is for me. And I'm, I'm so open. I'm like, yeah, Sure, I'm open. It doesn't mean I have to accept it, but I will be open to receive. And so people tell me and they'll explain what I need to know and where I'm at in my progression through a higher guidance that's coming through the person. It's so cool. So it's so many levels, you know? Yeah. So are the Akashic Records part of the QHHT work or did that just kind of happen happen for you? I did Akashic Records certification and study separately. So okay. like that, that, that study where I could read someone Akashic Records, that happened on a separate path. Yeah. QHHT is just the past life regression, quantum healing oh hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I keep them separate. Um, for sessions. I mean, I could open my own as I facilitate somebody's session. That way I'm most tuned into what needs to be asked or said, you know, the questions that I should do. It does help to have that, yeah. but they do remain separate. Um, but the moment you, I mean, people are accessing their Akashic records all the time. The moment that a person needs to go into a new job, field or something and their their spirit is called into something that's them accessing their akashic records their soul records that give them that information that they need you know just people don't realize it yeah, we're all doing it it's just based off of levels of consciousness right mm -hmm. so um so yeah but i keep those two things so i try to really adhere to what i agree to with the modalities yeah yeah what is what you know i i, I and this is happening more and more. The more people are waking up, the more people are taking on their new role with spirit. They're they're acknowledging that calling that that Mary Mary Clarence Francis <laughs> Susan Mary Clarence Susan Mary Clarence yes <laughs> um, yeah they're they're answering these calls and they're recognizing and waking up and they're and they're you know blazing through all of these modalities you know. Uh, which is awesome, and and people are amalgamating and and taking uh, and and bridging a lot of these uh, modalities, um, and so that's why that's why I asked, you know, if if you use or 
access the Akashic Records within the QHHT at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I mean, when you do QHHT, just like you don't do a QHHT session remotely, people do it, but we make an agreement that says not to because it's out of safety. So even when I do group activations, like I'll get hired to do really cool private events for like high end or celebrity clientele for like mm -hmm. their events and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'll do it there, but I always give a disclaimer. I'm a QHHD practitioner for past life regression. This is not a past life regression. This is a past life connection meditation. And I make sure I say a regression is much deeper. You're going to go into a deeper state of trance. We're going to go into deeper levels with that. So this isn't that. This is you getting visions and connecting into your past lives. I make sure it's super separate because that's the agreement, you know, that I made. Sometimes with QHHT, you know, we're just supposed to let them fully come to the awareness. But what I've found is that sometimes they see things and they don't fully understand it. That's where I will step in and go and ask questions. Be like, well, does this have a correlation to this? You know, like I will start to be like, okay, well, this is what I'm getting from this since they can't fully grasp what, why they saw what they saw. Mm -hmm. I will help them along, but it's nudges because I, we just, we can't be Superman and, and Wonder Woman. We cannot do it for the people or else it negates the evolution of the, the human humanity. We have to just create the beautiful display of DVDs and they can choose what movie they want to watch. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I went to DVDs. <laughs> Not even a streaming service, just DVDs. It's so old school. I love it. <laughs> well, I guess because that's more physical. So you actually have to have the physical experience. So maybe that's why I went to DVDs. Yeah, that's so cool. It's so cool. Um, okay, so so what is your like? What is your day like? I mean, are you do you work mainly with the QHHT work, or or like what's your main lane? I guess uh, because I've been so multidimensional in the things that I do, balancing out everything is has become a very important task of mine. So sometimes I do group meditations for past life rather than just doing just one-on-one QHHT sessions. Yeah. Um, for the past few months, I I went through like a very physical, challenging experience. I think I mentioned it to you earlier with on uh, November and December. Um, I mean that's part of the spiritual testing of last year, but. I went through that. I moved. My dad got super sick with COVID. And like, literally, if I didn't go up to San Jose, it was one of the like, really challenging things that I've seen. So I didn't do a bunch of work during that time. Um, I took a moment to just ground it and keep it, you know, stable. That said, I was recording music and making music and channeling that focus. So a lot of my focus right now, up until this launch that's coming up, uh, or this concert, I've been focusing on more music. And so that's what I've been putting a lot of my energy towards. But I do, I'm leading teams of people for Spartan races. So for as spiritual and cosmic and Akashic that I can be, I believe in our physicality as human beings and awakening the levels of us from other lifetimes that call for strength and power and those levels. So I lead Spartan teams. And of course that's past that in itself is past life related from when I also 
used to teach teams of or warriors as a as a as a leader as a as a, a you know as a warrior leader yeah, totally and so that comes forward a lot so all these different dimensions i go how can i be able to maintain all these levels but i also work doing spiritual development coaching akashic records reading or sessions like that with clients virtually and in person. So like after this, I have someone that needs an Akashic Records reading mm -hmm. to understand and sift through some of that stuff that she's going through. But I have weekly development with people who are working on just even activating the chakras, understanding the archetypes of the tarot mm -hmm. and how it relates to their life. So it's all so many different levels. I just put them in where they fit. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And and I'm so glad you brought up your music because I was going to bring that up next is is how you incorporate this um output of creativity artist artistry, you know, with this music, but how you, you it, that's all is it just as spiritually minded and driven as this work, you know? Uh, talk a little bit about that. I um, before we before we hit record, you and I were talking about your concert this weekend at the Viper Room in Hollywood, and and I, I just yeah, talk more about that. Your your music and the lyrics and all that good stuff. It's funny because you you know you bring up the Viper Room, and I had never I've had the opportunity to play at the Viper Room and the Whiskey A Go Go. I actually used to have a residency next to the Whiskey A Go Go at the Cat Club every monday so i got to play on sunset boulevard in west hollywood every month every last monday of the month but i never wanted to play the viper room the energy was just it something kept me away from choosing that option Understood. and and i just recorded this album since like september october um and the first track it came out of me just divine inspiration it, it's called the song's called take me for granted and i was like i'm gonna make a hard edm like a harder darker techno edm song it's called take me for granted and it was about the things that i take for granted in my life and it's about how i don't appreciate certain things in my life I, it was time to face parts of myself and not like i act like i'm better than what i think and so it was about that it's also about how we allow other people to take advantage of us and we give that power away so it's about all these different levels of take me for granted in the most basic sentence but how you apply that in your life i put that song out and people really connect it's the easiest lyrics i've ever wrote written yet the most impactful song that people have really been into and i was like oh i thought it was just a song and then two other dance songs no it turned into a full-fledged 12 song album and i was like oh there's an album coming oh this is all going to be dark and this is not dark for its darkness sake. It's loving through the shadow aspects of ourselves. So mm -hmm. even the cover is red and black and like this deeper sense of, you know, groundedness, passion, fire. Um, but also how people that are associating their that either deny their darkness are going to see the dark parts of it and think that it's dark. I want people to think that it is just darkness. But then I also want people who are ready and who've done the, done the healing to go, oh, this is about healing. This is about deeper inner love. So all the songs, as people listen to it, are all about healing through our shadow aspects, but me honoring mine. Yeah. And still going, that's part of me and not denying it. 
And it's funny, the very first song on that album is called The Power. I didn't put that one out because I released singles. It, that one came out with the album just on the 17th of this month. And that's the first song on the album. It's going to be the first song that I play at the Viper Room. It's called The Power. And the reason why I wrote that was because since 2007, I mean, before that, but when I said I'm open and all the beings came forward in the boot camp, I would have a lot of very, very, very challenging spiritual experiences that I would share that with people and people could not have any idea what I was talking about. All the spiritual people I know, all of the people who do the work, I would say, oh no, there would be a being at the foot of the bed and then they would crawl up my body and then hold me down and I could see them. But then I would also say, oh, but there's also really angelic, beautiful creatures that stand in the room, multiple. There's all kinds of things I experience. But this one challenged me and it it was the last straw for me. <clears throat> and this is over years. And this entity, which was a feminine figure, she was very forceful with me in my last home. I, this is a new home. I just moved here. And she was very forceful with me. And even when I said, I said, I love you. And I have so much love for you. I'm giving you love. I have love for you. Either they're going to go away because they don't want that. Or they're going to, it's going to alchemize their, and then shift them into light. Because I send a lot of spirits that are sad or upset into the light. They'll come, they'll show me why they died or what they're sad about. I'll shift them into the light. And from that moment, I was so fed up because when I said, I have so much love for you, and then she didn't stop. And then I tried to send her in the light. She didn't stop. I called for angels. I called for archangels. I called for the my gatekeeper, Olaray. I called for my dogs and spirit. I called for my ancestors, my star families. I called for so many. And then no one came. And she kept trying to, like, it was like a sexually forced herself on me. And I was, I was paralyzed in my bed. And I was like, and I broke free from that. And I said, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this. And I wrote this song called The Power. And it was about breaking that whole cycle that I allowed to happen because a level of me was allowing it to happen going, well, this is my life. This is how it is. And I wrote this song called The Power. And I'd love for you just to hear it on your own when you like, now that you know the real story behind it, other people are going to think it's about like a human being. This is about the entities that would challenge me and demons, everything up and down all the, all the different levels. And I wrote this song and moved here. I have not gotten one of those in since 2016, 17, when they were coming all the time. Wow. Sometime in my last apartment, I call them sex demons because they were like trying to like do some weird stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every day. Every day I would see them. I moved here, wrote that song, and I have not, I've been having peaceful sleep. I've had such clear energy. I, I, it was like the song, I was like waiting for the song to be written. It was waiting for me to put that out there and not just accept <clears throat> that entities want to create havoc in my life. And it was through that music. So that's why it's the first song on the album, taking that power back. And like, that's why it's going to be the first song I play at the Viper Room to set the energy there. Wow, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah 
there there's just a huge level of awareness in all of that that is uh, i mean enlightening you know what i mean i mean enlightening in 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 the true form of enlightenment and doing that work and acknowledging the darkness and loving through the darkness and 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 you putting it to to song and you know rhythm and 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 especially where you're doing it you know i mean there is a level of darkness in that whole area but but as dark as that can and is is and can be there's equally as much light i mean look at how much beauty comes out of hollywood in that work so you know you are going into that that darkness being the light that you are and shedding light and healing and 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 creating this this um level of awareness you know not only starting with you but for others you know in in partaking in your in your music and your in your energy and your just being in, in near you you know it's just it's awesome thank you for doing what you do oh my god thank you <clears throat> that's really it's really i think this is just timely um to hear that reflection you know right as I'm about to go do something big, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, and you just kind of summed it up for me about entertainment and spirituality, all the things that you just said. And it's, this is just such a big week because of the Grammys week. And my friend who sings on that album, her name is Jessica Hoover. She, she has written Grammy nominated. She's written for the biggest artist, but like for Taylor Swift's nominated songs coming out this weekend she's written for and she sings on this album and she sings the atlantean song and so that's her channeling those atlantean frequencies when we opened her akashic records right. so that she could channel that through so we have that huge activation of healing the atlantean timelines which is overlaying here by the way energetically i've seen these atlantean aspects that are here because there's so many atlantean souls who are here oh getting a huge wave through my body for that there's oh. so many atlantean souls who are back yeah i like I, wow oh totally. my god I lit up <laughs> like wow <laughs> totally they are strong with that one because i don't think i've said that before i don't think i've come to that awareness before until we're sitting here activating it but and that's why the music is so important. And that's why the journey of these artists who are reclaiming it and healing it are here. And Jessica Hoover is one of them, you know? And so she's going to sing live that night and, and, and be a part of the live activation of it. And then the next, the next morning I have to teach for Paramount. So Paramount Pictures has this show called Lioness, which is so, it's so good. It's so sexy and so good, but I get to lead a special ops class it's called special ops lioness and i get to teach a very special class in partnership with with paramount pictures for this show which is also about because i'm very strong in helping women leaders activate their healed potentials not the wounded potentials Excellent. so i get to be a part of something that's so women focused and women based um and teach that on on saturday so this is such a huge week. So hearing you just make that reflection just like wrapped everything up for me and actually uh, means a lot to me just to hear that back. So thank you. Eric. Oh, thank you. I'm just, I, I, was, I feel so honored to be having this conversation with you 
right as your like toe is out the door <laughs> doing all of this amazing, beautiful, big, big work. It's just awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm I'm over here with my pom poms and my cheerleaders. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got I've got all the support going over here for you. It's awesome. Um, okay, so where can people find your music? Where can people find your work? Let's talk a little bit about that. Everything, you know, music's on all the platforms. So if people listen to Spotify or, or Apple Music, it's on all of that. The album that just came out is called Synthesis. I have a lot of, it's all beats though. It's going to be all dance. The, there's a lot of other stuff where I play the piano and sing. So if people are more into that kind of stuff, they can find that as well. But um, this album is called Synthesis, Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. And then my, if people want to follow that, because I've been posting a lot of music stuff more than spiritual drops just because that's the focus at the moment is uh at Derek jameson d-e-r-e-k jameson like the liquor and there you go <laughs> that's awesome i i had a cat named jameson <laughs> <laughs> and i loved him Aww. um so uh okay you know thank you so much for being here this has just been it's been really awesome connecting with you um, before we go though, um, one last piece of like words of wisdom from Derek for everybody listening and watching. Don't be afraid of the spaces of time where it feels like nothing is happening and that there is a stagnancy or you're in a dark place because you don't know which direction you need to go. There is always a purpose to those gaps where something is being created. There's something in the dark spaces where you can't see, where you're able to rest and you're able to build the energy for what you can't see that is being manifested. So don't be afraid of those dark places. Ask what you are being called to create within those places. It's tapping into the unified field of all that is. It's creating from darkness so that you can live the full desire of what your soul signature has come here to fulfill. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Wow. Okay, you guys, you've been watching another episode of Something Super Spiritual with the fabulous Derek Jameson. Everybody tune in to his music. It's the first thing I'm going to do when we get done here. Please come back. Let's talk more. Absolutely. <laughs> it was such a activating experience and we can open up containers and receive information when we climb onto that vibration so totally. it's really cool yeah I love, it. I love it thank you so much thank you very much you guys we'll be seeing you again next week with another amazing guest and until then well thank you again for listening to the something super spiritual podcast if you know someone who would enjoy this episode please do share it with a friend for show notes links and to purchase a mediumship reading my website is something you can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste.